0: Episode 2,464 of the number one podcast. For job folks. this is OBS, John's Advice Radio. I'm your host, Ed Long. And welcome. I've got a great interview with Catherine Troutman, who's got a great book out about federal resume writing. It's called The Federal Resume Guidebook. It's in its 7th edition it's It's a roadmap for writing a resume for a job with the US federal government because they will not accept a traditional resume. And you can insist to your heart's content, but that's not what they want to see. And Catherine explains the mechanics of how to write such a resume. Hope you find it helpful. Hope you give this show a great review wherever you listen or watch it. Share it. Leave a comment. Do something that lets people know No BS Child Search Advice Radio is worthwhile. And now, let's get going. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's shipstation.com with the code POD. So my guest today is Catherine Trapman. Catherine has helped thousands find great paying jobs with federal and state governments through her books and through her practice. Her award-winning federal resume guidebook, I'm sorry if it's blurry, but The blur feature on Zoom is working very well today. Continues to be one of the top selling resume books in America, now in its seventh edition. As of June 2022, it's had the highest sales number this year to date of any of the resume books sold in America, (laughs) according to BookSpan. That's amazing, isn't it? According to BookScan, with almost twice the sales of its closest competitor. Catherine, (laughs) welcome. Thanks for making time today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. So we're talking about federal resumes and federal resume versus non-federal resume. Like, what's the difference between the two?
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so many differences. But the number one difference is the length of the resume. Uh, Private sector resumes are average two pages. One or two. Mostly two. Federal resumes are on average five pages or maybe longer because people need to add more content in writing because the HR people, human resources people, have to see the words on the page to check off the box. So if you're a supervisor, you need to say how many people, what kind of people, We're a private sector, you might just say supervisor. But you have to give more detail for federal, so length is the biggest difference. The second biggest difference is it has to match the announcement, but that's not really different. Private sector, you have to have that Apple to Apple thing also.
0: So when you say announcement, you're talking about the job ad, the job description, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. And it's interesting because public, uh, sorry, private sector, they don't want to see everything. They want to get an idea that you've matched the requirements, Mm -hmm. but they work with the assumption that when they interview you, they're going to confirm all the details there. And you're saying the federal resume, state as well, want to see everything.
1: On paper, black and white. That's right. If you don't put it in black and white, that shows that you have the one year or three years of specialized experience, you might not get best qualified. It's very important.
0: So let's say we're talking about a three-year person. Would you have a summary area that says three years of experience or three plus years of experience working with whatever it is that's in the announcement?
1: You can if you want, but better than that would be to just go to the work history section in the resume and show that you had job number one is one year of experience in this field of work at this level, job number two is two years experience in this field at that level. So they really want to see the dates in the work history section that shows the three years. That's where they want to look.
0: Fascinating Uh, and and very different than
1: uh,
0: private sector. So how does the government respond if there's a gap between the two jobs where it's been one year and two years, but in the middle, there's another position in there? How do they tend to think of that?
1: They don't care. They don't, don't care. care. No, 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 no. They don't private,
0: care. And private sector, many firms will.
1: Yeah, well, private federal, they don't care. They just want to see that specialized experience at that next level below. That's what they want to see in their eagle eye looking for it. And that's what they want to see. And, and if you have gaps in dates where college or kids or something, doesn't matter at all. Just, no, skip it.
0: Fabulous.
1: Yeah.
0: Fabulous. Helps women a lot Uh, because women in the private sector are often often disadvantaged by that period of time that they were taking care of kids.
1: That's too bad. Right.
0: So uh, if someone's writing a resume, what should they prepare in advance in order to be able to write the resume?
1: Well, it is very good, actually, if you go to USA Jobs. That's a website where all the jobs are posted, or most of them.
0: USAjobs.gov? Yeah. Okay.
1: Go there. First thing, set up your profile. There's a profile thing. You have to set up, answer a bunch of questions. And there you will find a builder, a resume builder. And here's why it's important, because a federal resume, if you do not include month and year to month and year and hours per week, it's over right there. So the builder prompts you to put in the required fields. It's very helpful to do that. So go ahead over there to that builder and start building the resume, the dates, the places, education. It'll take you an hour for sure. That's the starter version of the resume right there.
0: So do you take an hour or, cause if you take an hour, it takes other people three.
1: Well, I'm, they're not done in one hour. That's just the first hour. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a setup. That's like, just do that. And I got to
0: pause for a second because I realized, you know, they're applying for a system. And apparently the system does not really do adequate screening that it's ultimately reviewed by a human. Uh, who makes the actual decision versus in private sector, you know, the classic complaint about an applicant tracking system is it's called the black hole for a reason. Uh, yeah. And resumes go in and never come back out with interviews. And you're saying that all it's doing is accumulating data, but it's not being, shall we say, acted upon by the system.
1: Oh, no, Humans make
0: those decisions.
1: No, no, it's not. If you, you just begin the building there. And then there's more to do, but nobody looks at it there. It's just, you're building your own resume. The only way they'll look at your resume is if you actually submit for a job. You have to find a job and then more to do, then submit, then somebody will look, some human person, not an AI.
0: So again, just making sure I'm hearing this right. uh, You're saying this is just like I'll use another equivalent, a LinkedIn profile that resides on USA.gov. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, that's
1: right.
0: And, and then once you've applied for a specific job, mm-hmm. someone may actually look at the resume and the profile, maybe to see. No, don't look no, at not the profile. The profile. No. Okay. They just look at the resume mm-hmm. and um, they make a decision at that point. So what's the purpose of the profile? if they're not going to look at it
1: well i don't know thank you <laughs> I don't know
0: thank you i like love you honest apply answers. For a job unless
1: you do it you know just they just want to collect data now they i understand that they might start mining data out of the profile such as resume or uh education or keywords or something i don't know if they're doing that or not but just just do the profile and who knows what they do with it but when you go to apply for a job you're going to have to answer some more personnel questions so there's one thing before they look at the resume. So let's say you submit. Before they look at the resume, there's another aspect of the application and it's called the assessment questionnaire. It's a, it's a test, a skills test. And you have to skill yourself at certain skills that are important for the job. So they will ask you uh, your skill in writing. And then you have to skill yourself A through E. E is usually the expert, but not always. So you skill you, you mark your skills, There could be 15 questions and if you check off the highest level, that means you got 100. Now, if you don't check off the highest level and you check off middle way, your score might be 70 and so then your resume would not be looked at. So that assessment questionnaire is very important in this process because you need to know that it exists and score yourself the best that you can based on your background.
0: Do they give you a sense of how you should look at your skills. I'll, I'll use oral communication, just for lack of anything better. You know, um, so if someone is not an expert uh, in communicating in English, uh, and let's say it's an A to E scale, do they define what A, B, C, and D are? Uh, oh, think yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Yeah, and
1: I'll tell you what it is. A, I don't know anything about this. B, I have education in this, but I've never done it. C is I do this work supervised, D is I do the work independently, and E is I'm an expert or I'm a supervisor or I help other people with this task.
0: Beautiful. I'm glad they defined it because it's so easy to cheat in theory. Well,
1: You know what people do more than anything is they deflate they choose they choose d instead of e because they see the word supervisor and expert and they say oh i'm not super i'm not expert oh d well if they say d on 15 that means they got a 75 score and they are not good then it's too bad
0: interesting yeah. uh, so folks what you've just heard is don't be nice
1: <laughs> don't deflate
0: yeah. Don't deflate your experience or oh. uh, uh, delegitimize your background. Right. The probability is you're more expert than you think you are. All those criticisms that you've heard, they are, are lies that you've started to believe. And just give yourself the E that you deserve. Because otherwise, eh, through the right. trap door.
1: Right. Well, the e-level is really awesome because it says, do you help other people or do you train other people in this work? A lot of people help other people with oral communication skills. They might give them tips on how to speak or do a briefing or answer customer service calls, handle complex cases. Other people would help them with this.
0: When they get to the interview, and that's not the topic today, folks. It's really about the federal resume. But it, when they get to the interview, are they going to be asked to give examples of what they've done along those lines? Typically. I know there are always exceptions.
1: They but might. Ty- they might. Well, we don't know for sure, but they might. Uh, have, can you tell me about a time when you gave a briefing or a customer service uh, orientation for staff? Uh, what were you doing? How did it turn out?
0: Gotcha. Thank you. This is great. Um, With education, what sort of things do they want to see in education and how should it be presented on the resume? At the beginning? At the end? Where does the system or where do the the screeners like to see it?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. Number one, um, if you have a recent degree, or a new degree that you're trying to change your career moving into that direction, education should be at the top above work history Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, They like to see the courses that are in the major. The title of the courses should be written on the resume, typed out, major courses, one, two, three, four, five, six. They would also like to see any technical skills that a person has gained in college, new skills, software programs. So you need to add them and type them on the page. They might also wanna see if it's a master's or PhD, the name of your thesis or your dissertation and the work that you did to write this important document, like eight sentences, eight sentences, the title of course. If the person had a capstone project in their major, want to see that the title of the capstone and the work that they did with the capstone so education is built out in a federal resume recent education recent like five years or seven, something like that um private sector resumes it's two lines name of your major degree school city that's it federal it could be a half a page with all this information that's relevant Because here's the thing, the managers, if you do get forwarded to the manager, they won't see your transcripts. And they might wanna know what courses you had in this major that are gonna give you the education to do this work. Then one more thing, very important. I recommend using the builder, but there's a really big problem. Education is at the end with the builder. So what you do is you print preview the resume when you put it all in there, Print preview, copy it out, put it into a Word file, move the education to the top, and you submit with a print copy and upload. So your education will stand out.
0: Sweet. Great tip. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, for many, like I'm someone who's, I got my master's in 99. Mm-hmm. So that's more than 20 years past, yeah. they wouldn't really care about the, the recent, uh, about the, uh, the courses I took no. maybe. Uh, and there was no thesis, you know, some masters in social work, no thesis. Uh, right. so interesting, uh, the way that it's done, uh, on the federal level. Yeah. What other differences, uh, do you know of that people should be aware of in preparing their information or writing the resume uh, for the federal resume
1: well the vacancy announcements in USA jobs are, are kind of long and complicated and people don't know which section of the resume is of the announcement is the most important to match to their resume that's a key uh, the section in the announcement called qualifications or qualifications required that's a section that you want to really pay attention to to match the resume and that announcement will usually say your resume must include one year specialized experience in one, two, three, four, like four or five things that they want to see one year. That is what you have to match. And what I do to match for my clients when I'm coaching is I'll take two or three words out of each sentence in that section and I feature those words in the resume. And my resume format I call the outline format because I make an outline out of those words, and that becomes the basis of my duties section for the resume. It's just like a mirror of the announcement. So the HR person who wrote the announcement will see their words in the resume. Not, not a full paragraph, not a whole sentence, because you know, you don't want to do plagiarizing, whatever. But three words? OK, three words. So you might see project management, teamwork. Problem solving and maybe um, customer services. Those would be the four skills. Those words in my format would be all caps, and there would be a little paragraph for each. And in,
0: and in private sector, you know, I tell people always look at the qualifications section yeah. section of the job description because that's what they care about. Right. And, You know, if you have the experience, you make sure it's within the resume and thus you're tailoring the resume. But the thing about capitalize is interesting.
1: Uh, Well, you know, the the HR people are looking at the resumes on a computer screen at about six by six inches or something. And um, they need to see those words. They need to see the dates so they can see the one year or whatever the years they want and then see those words at that level and that will help you to get best qualified and it will help you to get referred to a manager. So it's it you want to make the resume very readable because of the computer eyes, human person sitting in a chair like me right now.
0: Interesting. So I'm going to use the project manager example. Let's say they've worked for this organization for four years. Maybe project manager was one of the four years. Would you put project manager, all caps, and then in parenthesis next to it, one year to be clear? Or would you just let it slide that the four years might cover you there? Oh, yeah. And
1: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just put the dates up there on the right, month and year, month and year, 40 hours a week. You got to say 40 hours a week. You have to have your hours per week. That's another big, you know, no, no. But the builder will prompt you to put that in. It's mandatory. So then you put your four paragraphs and then you need to have a section called key accomplishments. And that's when I wanna know, okay, you say you have project management experience, prove it, tell me two projects that you managed. I need the name of the project, the scope of the work, your role, actions you took and results, maybe eight sentences or seven sentences describing a specific project, what you did and the results, the customer. I mean, I want specifics.
0: Gotcha. And yeah. it sounds like the way you stated that, uh, what Catherine sounded like she was saying to me is like, follow the STAR format uh, and just yep. put it into the resume. Don't wait for them to invite you in because you're never going to be invited in.
1: Yeah, that's right. You, and, and the government, we use we use a car format, which is same as STAR. car stands for the context, the challenge, the action, and the results. It's the same as STAR though.
0: Yeah. What else should people be ready for when putting their resume together? And by the way, for those of you who are going to be listening to this as a podcast, she has a sample resume up on the wall behind her. And for those who are on video,
1: there yeah, there's
0: a resume there. And doesn't look radically different. But That's a student different.
1: resume there. That's a student resume. And all of that information you see right there is college. Gotcha. The whole thing is college, right?
0: Gotcha. So back to you. So what else should people be be doing with their federal resume to get results?
1: Well, it's really good if they, at the very top of the resume, if you have technical skills that you need to do for your work, like you do in your job, your audiovisual podcast work, put a skills section at the top of the resume. Because a lot of people blend their skills into the text, in the work history and education and everywhere. Don't do that anymore. Now you've got to have a separate section called skills or technical skills, computer skills, software skills and and have it as a separate section. If you have certifications that are important for your work like OSHA or you know even a driver's license or whatever your certifications are, put that at the top also because they're going to want to see those very very important. And then then start building the work history section, which is the, the meat and potatoes of the resume. And go back in detail ten years, and then after ten years, shorten it. it. They don't need to see a long detail of a job that you held fifteen years ago. They might want to see you know, four four lines, but not half a page. That's so, where people get writing too much.
0: Yeah, I heard you say earlier, emphasize the last ten years. Yeah. And, The further back you go, because there are some of us who are not people with 10 years of experience anymore. We have significantly more. um, The stuff that you did when George W. Bush was president is less relevant for you getting interviews than anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: What else? What else?
1: Let's see. Well, um, the accomplishments, we'll go back to that, to the STAR and C-CAR format. Most of the resumes that I see as a federal career coach come to me with no accomplishments at all. Nothing. It's all duties. It's all position description stuff. Then sometimes when I look at the resume closely, I see an accomplishment in the middle of a paragraph or in the middle of a bullet. It's not visible. It's not visible. You must feature your accomplishments if you want to get referred to a manager. If you want to get an interview, accomplishments are critical to get further up the line.
0: So, uh, so how do you, how do you think someone should feature accomplishments? Is it as simple as bolding them in the body? No, no, no. Of-
1: you type the words "key accomplishments" in all caps, colon, and then you write one, two, three with bullets. And those little accomplishments are five sentences. They're not a one liner. No one liners. No one liners. Uh, uh, not in the government.
0: Beautiful. And yeah. that's per company. You put the, per. is that the preferred? Yeah, or do you yeah, tend yeah. to do it for the overall resume key accomplishments?
1: No, no, no. Per company. Keep it in the work history. Keep it anchored to the dates where it was done. Anchored to the dates. Yeah. So cool. Yeah.
0: What I'm hearing you say repeatedly, and I'm I'm testing it just to make sure I'm understanding it, is that, the government wants meticulous detail of what you did, how you went about doing it, the dates involved, the number of hours per week (laughs) that you work, because there is a difference in value to someone who's working 10 hours a week versus 40 to 60 hours a week uh, doing that kind of work. Uh, And they just want to know. They don't want to do a lot of work digging it out of you. They no, just they won't. Tell, right. It
1: won't tell. do it. You're it's done. It's done. And and here's here's some really good news. This is not a black hole situation. You will get emails from OPM that will tell you the office news. of
0: personnel management.
1: Yes. Okay. It will tell you what's happening with your resume. Make sure you look in your spam folder because no doubt they're gonna go there. So look for the emails, and it will say right on the email you were found to be ineligible maybe because maybe you did something wrong. You did not show the one you specialized or it might say you were found to be best qualified and referred to a supervisor. What? Miracle upon miracles. Hallelujah. I know, it's like a party. And so if you see that word referred, that means the resume is on the desk of the manager. Wow.
0: Who who gets resumes on desks?
1: Come on. They really do. They actually do that. (laughs) Really too? (laughs) Yeah, they print them. That's why the USA jobs, the builder resumes are not so good because they have to print it for them. Um, So then if you're on the desk and we don't know how many they forward, it could be 10 or 15 or 30 or 50 or I don't know for sure. It depends on the job. So you're on the desk and the manager is going to look at all of them, I'm hoping, and they decide who to interview. They might interview five to 10 people, maybe five or seven. You want to be chosen for the interview. You really do, you want that interview. So the accomplishments and the technical skills and the way the resume is presented and easy to read is very important for you to get picked out for the interview, very important. So my format that's in that book you just showed is really good, that one there.
0: And thus, what we're, we're talking about a five page resume. Student resumes probably shorter.
1: Yeah, three pages. Yeah, student. Yeah.
0: Three for a student. I worked in a that. pool. Look at that. Look at
1: that. That's one education section right there. That's one. Wow. Uh huh. Almost. Uh. Well, there's skills up there at the top and everything. So yeah, three pages for a student would be probably fine. And
0: five for a, a more experienced person.
1: Yeah.
0: How? What's the maximum length like you, you think someone with experience should consider?
1: Well, some people write much longer resumes than that. But, uh, you know, these poor HR people, I think max 10, max. NASA accepts a 10-page resume. It says right in their announcements, 10 pages.
0: Wow. And uh, you're noticing, folks, I'm saying wow a lot. because. <laughs> This runs counter to everything I was ever trained in my forty plus years of doing search related work. It's the exact opposite. Like yeah, if yeah. I'm told, you know, for students a one page resume is more than enough, Catherine's saying three. If I'm told two to two and a quarter is enough for a veteran person, she's yeah. saying five and in some cases as many as ten. It's the exact opposite. And who would care if you work forty hours a week in the park in the in the private sector?
1: In federal, if you don't put down 40, you don't nobody even looks at your resume. It's mandatory. And a lot of people make that mistake. I wish I knew how many. A lot of people don't really believe month and year hours per week. They don't touch the builder and they're done. They're out. Silly.
0: So month and year. And if someone isn't sure of the month, because it's like seven years ago, is there a way of communicating that you're not sure? Like in fascinating.
1: You figure it out you guess the best
0: guess you got. Okay, that's fine. In, in private sector with a resume, I tell them next to the date to put a prox, which signals I'm not sure you're saying, just guess. Just guess, yeah. And if confronted later on, like is the government gonna do a background check? Later?
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And if they find something in wrong in the dates, so they gonna just go and- now the, re-
1: the resume is not the security document. You have to fill something else later with dates, and you might have to research the dates a little bit deeper for, for security clearance. Resume is not a security clearance document.
0: Fabulous. Thank hey, you, this is fabulous. What haven't we covered yet that we really should?
1: Oh, let's see. Um, the interview is another test. You know, um, They score you one to five on your answers. They ask like seven questions. The questions are not yes and no questions. They are open um, open questions. Tell me about a time when you led a project and the project uh, had a problem with it. What was the problem? How did you resolve it? And what happened? So they ask these multi-part questions that have to do with the job. So you have, if, if you have accomplishments in your resume, you will probably be pretty good. But if you don't have accomplishments already written down in the resume, you might not do well with the interview because it's storytelling big time. It's just storytelling. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Catherine, this is fabulous. How can people find out more about you? The book with with the blurry. <laughs> it's it's a workbook, folks. It's yeah, it's it's not a little tiny book, it's a workbook. Pages.
1: They uh, my website is resume hyphenplace.com and you can find the book there. I highly recommend the book. I do the samples that are in the book work, have worked. Every, every sample in the book is a real person who I asked, could I put your story and your case in the book? So they're real, they are in the outline format with the all cap words, like I described, and they show accomplishments under key account. It's, it's a visual picture of what your resume should look like, federal, very important, very.
0: And, and what's cool is she also shows you resumes that don't work,
1: yeah, so you can make comparisons. Yeah. The before, the, right. the before and after
0: are pretty profound.
1: So, and Right in the very beginning of the book, I have four before and afters, and it's stunning. Skinny little bullets, and then a big block of words, and then the awesome outline format right there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, this has been fabulous. Thank you, Thank and folks, you. we'll be back soon with more. I'm Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter. Hope you enjoyed this interview. If you didn't, you're watching on YouTube, share it, leave a comment, do something that lets people know <laughs> it was worthwhile. Also, I'm gonna remind you, visit my website, thebiggamehunter.us. There's a ton on the blog that's gonna help you with job search, hiring more effectively, management leadership, resolving workplace issues, career change, a whole bunch of stuff there that will help you. And you can find that about my courses, which you can rent or buy, my books and guides, Again, a lot there to help you. Lastly, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great.